start of your day. Break is ready. Let's go. I am your host, Chris DeBacker, and joining me on this audio adventure today is a guy that reminds us all of maple syrup. He might not move as fast as you would like, and he can be a little messy, but there is no denying this dude is sweet. It's Scott Blakemore. And also in studio live and in the flesh, ladies, he reminds me of the Wright brothers. A lot of people think he is crazy and a danger to himself, but you can't deny his brilliance and ingenuity. He is an American icon flying high. It's my guy, Joe Crupper. What's happening, Joe? Not a whole lot. I'm here hanging out with you guys. So thanks for having me. We don't have to have you, dude. You're part of the show. (laughs) I'm just glad you guys let me keep coming back every week. I'm, and honestly, I'm surprised I come back every week, <laughs> after, especially after last week's cricket eating fiasco. Yep. So, But I, I made it through, and I'm back. So You're always a good sport, Joe. You're always up for adventure. Right. And with friends like you, who needs enemies, right? <laughs> Our email address is breakisready at gmail.com. Breakisready at gmail.com. Send those emails in. We love getting those emails. All right. Well, let's get into today's word of the day. Today's word is an adjective. I'm trying to pronounce this word. Ready? Oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Today's word is quixotic. Quixotic. Not exotic. Quixotic. Can you spell it, please? Q-U-I-X-O-T-I-C. It is a great Scrabble word. Make sure you get that Q and X on the triple letter with the double word. Or, yeah, double word score. You'll, you'll do great. We're pronouncing the X in that. Yep. Quixotic. Quixotic. Okay. Okay. Any guesses? Exciting. Amorous. I don't know what amorous means, so that's next week's word of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Quixotic describes people and ideas that are foolishly impractical, especially as they pursue or relate to the pursuit of ideals. A quixotic person is often known as having lofty romantic ideas. Joe's quixotic. Amorous. That's exactly right. So what does amorous mean, Chris? It means just everything about I mean, love. You're feeling, you know, yeah, okay. in the mood, Joe. <laughs> okay, this is more uh, foolishly impractical, which I guess you could say that's the same thing. A fool in love. It's going to be a tough one. It's an adjective, so describe your nouns with the quixotic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This may go poorly. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, as, we, as we get started on the show... We're going to go back in history, 1989. This week, 1989, there was a Christmas special that came out Mm. for a particular animated series that has pretty much proven the test of time. It was one of the first ones. Any guesses on what the animated series was? My first guess is the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, that wasn't 1989, though, I don't think. Oh, you said 1989. I thought you said 49. Sorry, no. (laughs) <laughs> Good guess. That is a that is a um, I should listen more often. It's that, long running. That is a, a classic. 1989. I have, I have another guess then. Okay. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. No. Oh. Well, maybe it was in nineteen eighty nine. I don't know. But this is an animated cartoon series that, was a, that is continuing to go. Still going. Oh, okay. Still going, right, Chris? Is it still going? Still going. Still going. So far my guess has been terrible. So it's Chris's turn. The Simpsons. The Simpsons <laughs> debuted in nineteen eighty nine. Christmas special. And they just actually re-upped 
uh, which is pretty incredible. They are the longest running animated cartoon series. They just re-upped for their 35th and 36th season. So we're guaranteed to see more Simpsons through 2025. That is amazing. I had no idea it started as a Christmas special. So that threw me off. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, are you a Simpsons fan? I wouldn't call myself a Simpsons fan. I've seen maybe a handful of episodes. I was not allowed to watch it as a kid. So that took, that took its toll on my Simpson watching ability, but I don't, not, you know, I've seen here and there, but not, not actively. Yeah. And I, I wasn't a huge Simpsons fan and I'm, I'm really not now. I know enough. I think they've kind of interjected themselves in, in modern culture. And a matter of fact, they've, you've probably heard there's so many predictions that have come out of the Simpsons show from years before an actual event actually happens. So there's some people saying the Simpsons are kind of the pioneers of of the future, creating things that will happen sometime down the line. They're the Notre Dame of cartoons. Yeah. Do you know a few of those things that have happened? Well, actually, Chris, I do have a couple here that I was going to share. How about that, Joe? Nice. There's a few that they've predicted. Now, they've predicted a lot of things. I'm just going to highlight a few of them. Now, they've also predicted a lot of things that didn't come true. So these are just the ones that came true. We had Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. That was a prediction, and she did it. We also had, as many people remember, Trump coming down the escalator and being the president of the United States. That's a big one that kind yeah, of everyone's like, whoa. Yeah, I definitely saw that one. Yeah, you saw that one. So everyone's th- kind of I think President Trump saw himself coming down the escalator on the Simpsons episode and said, yeah, you know what? <laughs> you I know, think I can do that. You know what? That could be very true. Yeah. Yeah, life imitating art. And they somehow have continued to just keep moving on, staying relevant. And you think about 35 years, we're spanning a couple generations here. One of the other ones that I think is pretty fascinating is before curling was really even a thing in the Olympics, the Simpsons predicted that the United States would beat Sweden in the Olympic Games to win a gold medal, right? And that was in 2010. And sure enough, in 2018, the United States played Sweden in the gold medal match and won the gold medal. Unbelievable. And the United States really wasn't even thought of as a curling power. And it came true. Who would have thought? I find that very fascinating because, you know, it's one thing to predict Trump come down an escalator, but to predict the team they would play and beat for the gold medal. That's right. That's pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. Here's a few fun facts you might not know about the Simpsons. Uh, Homer's email. Some might know this if they're big Homer Simpson fans. ChunkyLover53 (laughs) at AOL.com. It's a real email address. You can email it and they have an autoresponder set up on it and it will email you back. So, the, and they, it's theirs. They, they own it. Chunky Lover 53. I love That's it. funny. Yeah. It's not Joe's nickname, but hey, there you go. A <laughs> couple other fun facts about the Simpsons. Did you know in the Simpsons, God is the only character who has five fingers. The rest of the characters in the Simpsons all have four fingers on their hand. But God, when he's in the, on the show, he has five, five fingers. fingers. Really? Yeah. Pretty interesting. I did not know God was in the show. Apparently, he has been in the show. You know, listen, over 35 years, you've pretty much got everybody in the show. That's true. Yeah, for sure. And then Bart Simpson did a song called Do the Bartman. It's his only single that he did, and it was co written by Michael Jackson. Hmm. But he didn't, and at the request of him, he didn't want his name attached to it, you know, so people wouldn't know. But if you listen to the song, you can definitely hear his influence. So the Simpsons, huge cultural influence, Mm -hmm. even yet today. Even yet so, today. Joe, you've got time to catch up. you got 35 seasons. If you don't know what to put in your TV queue to 
get caught up on, there you go. That's that's a big commitment. You know, someone once told me they couldn't watch a series that was more than three seasons. So that, um, that probably was me. It was definitely you. And I think now, I think each <laughs> one of the new Simpsons series that they've signed up for are over 50 episodes. That's unbelievable. For real? 50 episodes. Yeah. 51, 52 episodes, something like that. So there is a ton. There's a ton of episodes out there. Oh, that would take a while to get through for sure. We also have Humbug Day. So as we're approaching Christmas, it can be really stressful. You know, you get all pent up anger and frustration. You need to be patient because, you know, everybody's out shopping or you can't get what you need in time for Christmas. So Humbug Day encourages the controlled venting of all that stress so that when you get to Christmas, you can enjoy the season stress-free. We know Bah Humbug from what? Scrooge from uh, The Christmas Carol. Yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge from The Christmas Carol. You're so well read. See, that's what comes with you know, being homeschooled. You don't know The Simpsons, but you know classic novels. Of course. I read that every year. No, and I've actually have never read that before. I've just seen every, not every, I've seen quite a few of the, um, you know, TV or movie uh, renditions of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the main characters. And yeah. I think Christmas my favorite Carol. one might be the Muppets version. That sounds sounds about your speed, <laughs> maybe, Joe. Maybe the Disney one from back in the day. That oh, was that was good. a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. That was always kind of a dark story. You know, yeah. I think if you read the read the novel, it, it wasn't real cheery and happy. Yeah. There's it a, ended well. There's a version that has uh, Patrick Stewart as uh, Ebenezer. That oh, one's pretty good. There, Mr. Star Trek. Yeah. Do you get grumpy <laughs> at the holiday, Scott? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't get really excited about it either. That's okay. the thing. Is really? Like, yeah, because it's expensive. <laughs> it's just an expensive holiday. And my life is just paying for stuff, really. So it's I'm going to start making you grumpy, aren't I? You, you might you get me bummed out. No, but I, I think it's a, it's a great time of the year. It's fun to be with family. As I get older, it definitely becomes less about the stuff and more about being with people you love. Yep. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yep. The only thing that bums me out are Christmas lights. We talked about that before. Man, it just puts me in a bad mood. If there's, I just don't like doing that. So that's my only humbug at Christmas time. So I take it your house is not lit up with Christmas lights. Yeah, we've got maybe two strands and I was, I was not doing that on wow. my own. That wasn't voluntary. My wife said, we really need to have some lights in. And I think I took about 10 minutes. Outside or inside? Outside. Okay. Inside we're doing okay. The I, exterior is my responsibility and I just, I don't do a great job there. Well, I've been to your house a few times at, at night and it is like pitch black. It's like the inside of a cave. It is dark. It's You've scary. been creeping around. Are you it's the guy creepy. creeping around my house? <laughs> well, I can't I can't find my way out. It's so dark. <laughs> hey, you you mentioned Joe. You know something about the Christmas carol. I wouldn't or say a Christmas yeah, carol. Some things. What yeah. is it? Is it a Christmas carol or the Christmas carol? It's called a Christmas carol. A Christmas carol. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. here I wonder, Joe, how well you would do if I were to give you a character. Like, would you know some of the basic characters from A Christmas Carol? Sure. I mean, you had Mickey Mouse. He was the one guy. And you have Bluto was... Pluto? Pluto. Pluto was some other guy. Oh, and Donald Duck was one of them. It's perfect. You You're going to do great at these questions. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do, Joe. Since you claim to be somewhat of a Christmas Carol expert, <laughs> I'm going to give you a character's name. And this character could either be from A Christmas Carol, mm. or they could be a character from The Simpsons. Okay. Right, this so should, let's see how well you do. Let's see how well you do. I think you're going to do pretty well. So if I, if I were to say Ebenezer Scrooge, you would know. I mean, that's definitely a Christmas Carol. Right? Okay. And if we said Homer Simpson, you would know. The Simpsons. The Simpsons, right? I gave part of that away. Make sure you use the last name on the character too. That would be helpful. <laughs> all right, here we go. Level of difficulty might increase as we go on oh here. Okay, so all you have to do, Joe, you have to say Christmas Carol, 
Simpsons. All right, let's do it. Okay, Jacob Marley. Oh, that's definitely Christmas Carol. Yeah, there you go. That was Ebenezer Scrooge's partner. Uh, yeah, his old partner. His old partner, right. Yep. All right, here we go. It's going to get a little more difficult. Okay. Mrs. Dilber. You know, that's interesting. I'm, I think I'm going to go with Simpsons on that one. Do you know Mrs. Dilber, Scott? It's actually a Christmas Carol. Really? Ebenezer Scrooge's laundress. So the person oh, doing his laundry. <laughs> that was definitely not in the cartoon. We're d- <laughs> that was not in the cartoon. We're digging deep here. Okay. Selma Bouvier. These are made up. These are not made up. What was the name again? Selma Bouvier. I'm going to go Simpsons. Selma Bouvier is a Simpsons character. All right. That oh. would be one of Marge Simpson's chain-smoking sisters. <laughs> Selma and Patty Bouvier. Okay. Twin I can, sisters. I can picture one of them. There you go. They're yellow. Can you picture are, her now? Yeah, they're definitely yellow. She's got a yellow face. There you go. All right. Santa's little helper. Santa's little helper? Yes. I don't think Santa was in the Christmas Carol, so I'm going to say Simpsons. That is a Simpsons character. Yeah, Joe, there I we thought go. I'd trip you up there. That's <laughs> actually the Simpsons pet dog. Really? Santa's little helper. No, I did not know that. Well done, Joe. Well done. All right. Jasper Beardley. I kind of want to say Christmas Carol on that one. But I'm going to go with Simpsons. He's so smart. So smart. Jasper Beardley is a Simpsons character. All right. I don't even want to go on anymore. You are, <laughs> you own, you own everything, period. This is your world. We just live in it. He's a, he's a uh, senior resident of a Springfield retirement community, Jasper wow. Beardley. Wow. All right. Cecilia Fezziwig. Oh, yeah. Fezziwig. I'm pretty sure that's a Christmas Carol. That's a Christmas Carol. You're a stud, Joe. <laughs> pretty sure no she was in the cartoon. No wonder you get all the ladies. All the ladies, Joe. <laughs> I take back what I said about his homeschooling. Oh, he's <laughs> so smart. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be Fezziwig's daughter. Yeah, okay. So Fezziwig, was a, wasn't he Scrooge's uh, kind of like... Friend. The friend? Right? I thought he might have been his like mentor. Oh, sure. That, that's, that, that seems Friend, right. mentor. Yeah, all right, yeah. here we go. A couple more. Dick Wilkins. I think I'm going to go with Simpsons on this one. Oh, I, or actually Christmas Carol, I'm thinking. Yeah, Dick Wilkins <laughs> was a Christmas Carol. Okay, I don't remember that one. He's the he's the other apprentice that works alongside Scrooge. Dick Wilkins. All right, how about this? Ralph Wiggum. Ralph Wiggum. That sounds like an old English name from the Christmas Carol. It's from the Simpsons. It's oh. one, of, one of Lisa Simpsons' classmates. Okay. Good old Ralph Wiggum. Uh, two more. Miss Hoover. And I want to say Simpsons, but I feel like we just had one on that. I'm going to go to the Simpsons. Miss Hoover's the Simpsons. Whew. All right. Second grade teacher at Springfield Elementary. And then the last one, Mrs. Baldock. I feel like I can't end on a Simpsons character. I feel this is going to be Christmas Carol. <laughs> you are. Christmas Carol. Just go with the gut and stop thinking so much. When you think, you make <laughs> me look bad, Joe. You know it all. Yeah, she's a uh, Christmas Carol all right. character. Apparently, she owes Scrooge a debt. That she can't pay. So she's a... That seems familiar. Yeah, kind yeah. of a, a widow that just needs some right. help or a woman that needs some help anyway. So there I you go, Joe. Good about that. I don't even know. He got more than he missed. So no push I think we should again. skip the Lions game and just watch uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, there you go. Good job, Joe. No Thank push-ups. No oh, right. Whew. Well, this isn't necessarily Christmassy. It's National Maple Syrup Day. Mm. It's coming up this week. Do either of you like maple syrup? I love it, Scott. Who doesn't like maple syrup? <laughs> Absolutely. On bacon? Oh, yeah. That's it right there. Listen. Or sausage. So how much, I'm curious, Joe, do you know how many gallons of syrup or sap is needed from a maple tree? Because that's where they come from. Homeschool, Joe. To get one 
Put it to the test, baby. Here How, we go. Nobody knows this answer. Yes, they do. How many gallons of sap do you need to make one gallon of maple syrup? Does it matter if it's from a maple tree? Well, maple syrup comes from maple trees. Okay. Where else are you going to get it? It's not oak What syrup. other it's tree not, are you going to get maple syrup? Oak zero oak sap. <laughs> it's not oak sap. Okay. Let's go five gallons. You'd think. <laughs> Let's go a half gallon. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, take uh, me over. Times eight. Wow. That'd be 40 gallons? 40 gallons wow. of sap to make one gallon of maple syrup. I think I did okay because I got the math right there. You did. It is pretty good. I've got a maple syrup in my fridge with mix, mixed with bourbon. That is really good. Oh, I had another question for you. How many years does a maple tree need to grow before you can tap it to produce sap? How old does the tree need to be before you can do that? I think it needs to be at least 14 years old. Okay. Why <laughs> <laughs> is that so funny? <laughs> I don't know. Because you just pull out 14. No, four years. Four years oh, and yeah. 14 years. Yep. 45 years. <laughs> oh, man. 45 years. 45 years. And it can produce syrup at like 100 years. So wow. a maple tree is going to live 145 years, which you come to think about it. A maple tree planted when Joe was born is right now getting ready to wow. be able to produce sap to make syrup, which I, is just crazy to think. Yeah. It is pretty remarkable. So we need to start planting trees today so the next generation... Has what they need to get maple syrup. Yeah, so the tradition continues. It, Canada, feels, it feels Christmassy, doesn't it? Maple syrup? Canada, yeah, for sure. Canada makes the most syrup. U.S. is second in the mm. world. So, I mean, and not, that makes sense. Yeah, so they make a lot up there. Speaking of something that's good and sweet, we also have National Coquito Day. Coquito? Joe, yeah, are you familiar oh. with what Coquito is? Not taquito, Coquito. I was thinking some kind of Mexican dish, but that's not right. It's like a roll-up things, are there? No. Those are taquitos. Taquitos, yeah. So it's a drink. It's a drink. Oh, so, it's a drink? Yeah. National Coquito Day is a drink, Puerto Rican in nature. It comes from Puerto Rico, and it's translated little coconut. So here's how you would make coquito. One can of evaporated milk, one can of sweetened condensed milk, two cups cream of coconut, quarter teaspoon of cinnamon, eighth of a teaspoon of nutmeg, one teaspoon of vanilla, and one and a half cups of white rum. So there's some alcohol in it. You mix it all together. You let it sit for three days. They recommend letting it sit for three mm. days. All those spices blend together. It will last up to four to six months. So if you keep it sealed and put it in your fridge, it'll last a long time. But it's kind of like an alternative to eggnog. If you went to Puerto Rico, everyone would have their own little recipe of what their family did. But they say it's delicious. I was going to make some for you guys. But then when I read it needs three days, I was like, oh, I'm behind the ball and wasn't going to have it ready in time for you. Maybe, ne maybe next time. So, Joe, you, you're not a big Simpsons fan. No. Correct? Were you a Seinfeld fan? I would not say I was a Seinfeld fan, but I have enjoyed watching an episode of Seinfeld here and there. Did you watch Seinfeld, Chris? I didn't watch Seinfeld. I never got into it originally, but I watched an, most every episode after the fact. Well, Seinfeld kind of made this next holiday famous. It had actually started in 1966 is when it kind of got started with one particular family. They did it kind of as a joke to get away from all the hubaloo surrounding Christmas. And they started a, a holiday called Festivus. But it wasn't until 1997 where this gentleman's son was a writer on Seinfeld and he took their tradition and worked it into an episode of Seinfeld called Festivus. And if you remember, George Costanza's dad 
was one kind of celebrated Festivus and George hated it. Didn't want to be any part of it because of what it entailed. So Festivus, were you familiar? Did you ever see that episode? I did see that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a couple of components to Festivus. There's some Festivus miracles that can happen, which are just random things that probably would okay. happen, but they just say Festivus miracle. But these are the things that kind of symbolize Festivus. There's an aluminum Festivus pole that is in the room because it has n- no decorations, no nothing. It just is a pole that's sitting vertically in the room to symbolize simplicity. All right. There's a Festivus dinner, which in Seinfeld, they had meatloaf on a bed of lettuce. You know, it was just, they brought this big tray of meatloaf. Joe, are you a meatloaf fan? I love meatloaf. I do too, actually. Do you like meatloaf? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I hardly fan. ever have it though, because I, I don't make it. You know, when you, and when you're at a restaurant, you want meatloaf or steak. You know, I'm not going to order meatloaf, right? Right. I, I love meatloaf. You. Yeah. So they had meatloaf, right? They had meatloaf. <laughs> can, can, you, can I repeat what I said? What'd you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. There's also, these are the two components of Festivus. Feats of strength, where the man of the house yeah. has to select the person that they're going to wrestle until they get pinned by that person. So feats of strength, right? So Joe, you're the man of this house. I am. Who is going to be the feats of strength that you're going to wrestle? I mean, there's not a lot of options here in my house, so I guess my dog. <laughs> Me? You're gonna oh. Me or Chris? Which one are you going to wrestle? Oh, I would probably go uh, Chris. Why would you pick me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd go Chris because Scott's been working out for 75 straight days, and Chris isn't as heavy or as... Oh. as, as oh. You know me like... Wow. Like big boned. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, more like, no. But I'm agile. I'm, I'm like just a kidding. minx. No, because I think you're stronger, Scott. He has some, he has some quick, quixotic <laughs> ideas here regarding <laughs> this. No, I, you know, I think uh, Scott could just, you know... Snap you like a twig. Yeah, because you're, you're bigger and stronger. Chris is just tall and lean like me. So I like of. it. Thanks, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe the other part is me attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled around on the carpet, Joe. No, thanks. The other part of Festivus is the airing of grievances. And Chris, I would like to air a couple grievances towards Joe right now. You should. <laughs> you you know, should. I, you know, you call me fat. I did not say fat. I said you were strong. Big I'm, bone. I'm you bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been working out a lot. I can tell you look good. Scott's got such out. a great personality, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy. There you go. Thanks, guys. So airing of grievances. So those are the things you would do during Festivus. Feats of strength, airing of grievances, and having an aluminum Festivus pole with a Festivus dinner. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would tell you, go watch it. It's pretty funny. One last historical thing I wanted to share is that in 1903, something very important, that would change mankind forever happened. Hmm. Any ideas? I know Joe's going to know this. That's pretty wide open. I mean, it's... Historic, Joe. It changed mankind forever. Massive. Caca! What? (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) What happened in 1903 that would change the way we travel? 1903, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. (laughs) That was clearly when the Wright brothers... Invented the airplane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And their first and apparently flight. one of them sounded like a bird. <laughs> Is that right? I was just trying to give him an idea of flight. That was good. I like that. <laughs> so 1903, Wilbur and Orville Wright Brothers uh, had their first invention of the plane actually flew. Do you know what they did for a living? Besides, yes. what did they do? They were bicycle men. They were. They had a bike shop. They had a bicycle shop. He's unreal. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> the trivia that he knows. Just yeah, out of... Everybody knows know. that. And I think one of the main reasons I know that is, isn't it the, their bicycle shop in the 
Greenfield Village at the Henry Ford Museum. You're exactly right. I did find it interesting as I was reading through this a little bit that the New York Times, two years prior to their flight, had predicted it would take a million years. Well, it's what it said, thousands of years, possibly a million years for mankind to figure out how to fly. And then a little over two years later, Orville and Wilbur did it, wow. which which reminds me of the quote we had last week that just said, we, we often predict we're going to do too much in a year, but not nearly enough in 10 years. And I just thought of that as I was reading through and thought, wow, yep, that's, that's true here at least. So they invented the plane. And then really, guys, from there, the rest is history. I mean, you think 70 years later, we allegedly went to the moon. We did go to the moon, but... Allegedly. <laughs> but here's the deal. You, right. You think about that, going to the moon and all of these supersonic flights that we take and, you know, across the Pacific and Atlantic, around the world. It's it's amazing that just with that little start and that short little flight that they had launched something now here 100-ish years later, 120 years later, is Un- unbelievable the steps that we've taken. So, it, And it definitely changed the international community, right? So just how much closer people of different countries, different continents could travel. That's a little bit of history regarding the Wright Brothers. There is a Wright Brothers National Museum in Dayton, Ohio, hmm. that actually we drive by when we're on 75, if we go down that way. I never knew it was even there. But next time, I think I'm going to pull off and check it out. Yeah, it'd be cool. They're pretty interesting. They've got a university named after them. Right state in Ohio. Wow, I did not know that. There you go. Hey, do you um you don't hear those names much anymore, do you? Orville and Wilbur. Uh, not a whole lot. They're not the most popular no, names anymore. Right. Do you? Are you up for another set of questions? Of course. Let's knock this out of the park. Let's do it. I want to know. Um, I'm going to give you a description of a character. Some of them are real. Some of them are fictitious characters. Okay. I want you to tell me if this person is an Orville or a Wilbur. Oh, okay. Okay, Orville or Wilbur. Ironically. We've got a, we had a Simpsons character here, Homer Simpson's great grandfather. Is he Orville or Wilbur Simpson? <laughs> this one's going to be tough. <laughs> you got was a 50, he, 50 chance, Joe. Was his name Orville Simpson or Wilbur Simpson? That's the question. That's what I'm asking you. I think I, it was Wilbur. It was Orville. Orville Simpson. Great grandpa Simpson. You're off and oh, running, one. Joe. Here okay. we go. The main character in Charlotte's Web. Oh, this is Wilbur. Wilbur the pig. Yep. Wilbur. Scott knew that. Mr. Ed's owner. Do you remember Mr. Ed? 100%. I, I loved that show as a kid. Reruns, obviously. Wilbur. Well done, Joe. Yeah, well <laughs> done. Job. At Walt Disney World, at the Magic Kingdom, there's a ride called the Carousel of Progress, and that features oh, yeah. a, a family. They're the Progress family. I've seen it. One of their uncles ago. is named Wilbur or Orville. I think it was Orville. It's Uncle Orville. Uh, the athletic mascot of the University of Arizona. What's their uh, nickname? Joe, that's all part of it, buddy. Wilbur. It's Wilbur the Wildcat, Joe. Ah, right. I knew Wildcats. That's right. Well done. All right. Two more. Businessman and popcorn aficionado. Orville Rittenbacher. There you go. Orville Rittenbacher. Willy Wonka's father and dentist in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. His father, who was a dentist, his name was what? Charlie or Willie's. It would be Willy Wonka's father. I don't remember that from the movie. Okay, that, I, that's fine. But I need to know, <laughs> was it Wilbur or Orville? Wilbur. Wilbur Wonka. Yes. Absolutely. Come on. Too simple. Joe, you're brilliant. All right, there we go. I don't have any more Wilbur or Orville trivia. We're going to finish up with a quote. Go ahead. Orville Wright. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Good try, though. I knew, I, I've, I've given you guys too many heads up on a few of these. I've got to start mixing it up a little bit. Here is the quote that we're going to finish up with. Women, like men, 
should try to do the impossible, and when they fail, their failure should be a challenge to others. Women, like men, should try to do the impossible, and when they fail, their failure should be a challenge to others. Here's your first clue. This person was an entrepreneur and fashion designer who had her own functional brand of women's clothing and even luggage that was sold by the Ornstein Trunk Company of New York until the 1990s. I want to say Mrs. Baldock. Who was that? <laughs> Weren't you paying attention, Joe? He asked you between the Christmas, the Simpsons Carol. Or Christmas Carol. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Any ideas? You might not. I can give you the next question. She made her own luggage. Own luggage and her own line of women's clothing. I'm going to say Jackie Kennedy. That's a great guess. No, that's not it, but that's a great guess. She was a visiting professor at Purdue University and an advocate for women in higher education, especially in science and engineering. I'm going to say Sally Ride. It's not Sally Ride. Who's Who Sally is? Ride? Oh, is that an astronaut? It's, yeah, right. First woman in Ooh, space. Good you call. Know, well, the reason I know that is because I watched The Last of Us. Okay. And it was referred to, referenced Sally in Ride. there. Okay. You know, I haven't finished that series. I you forgot about finished it. it. I need to finish it. I forgot about it. It's only six episodes long. It's way shorter than The Simpsons. A, a pioneering woman, mm-hmm. fashion forward, mm-hmm. who's really pretty technically advanced too. I mean, mm-hmm. she's she's a whole package. I feel like it was got to be a president's wife, first lady. Let me give you another clue. Her mom encouraged her passion to fly. Her father, on the other hand, was afraid of flying. Selma Bouvier. And her mom. Who's that? Believe it or not. <laughs> Her mom was the first woman ever to climb Pikes Peak in Colorado. I have it. Yep, he does. Emil Earhart. Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart. Emil is her <laughs> lesser known younger brother. What was her claim to fame? Well, she flew across. Well, she disappeared. That's, that's her biggest claim to fame. But well, she um, was the before first... that, she flew across the Atlantic. Yep. First woman to solo across the Atlantic. She also was the first person, male or female, to fly from Honolulu to California. I did not know that one. Yeah, Amelia Earhart. She gave us a great quote. She was great inspiration. Women, like men, should try to do the impossible. And when they fail, their failure should be a challenge to others. And I don't know that we look at failure that way today, or a lot of people don't. I believe that Elon Musk probably looks at it that mm-hmm. way. You know, okay, what didn't work is how many rockets crashed before he actually figured it out. But he just like, we learned something. Let's do it again. Yeah, right. People, you're never going to get better if you continue to do what you're very comfortable with and know how to do. You always have to challenge yourself and you always have to push the limits. And you have to give credit to a woman like that, especially at that time when it really wasn't commonplace for a woman to do much other than just be in the home and manage manage the house. Mm-hmm. Her mom was very influential in that regard. She wanted him to be adventurous and go do stuff. And Amelia lived up to it for sure. So you think they invented the airplane 1903. And in 1937, she's flying around the world. That was an around the world trip. She came up like 7,000 miles short. But man, 30 years. That's amazing. 35 years. Boom. You know, figure it out till we're going around the world. Well, guys, that's the show. Thanks for being with us. And remember, be curious. Be bold. Be yourself. We'll be back in a week. Oh, yeah. I, I hear, do you remember the time? Yeah. Right, Actually, Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know that song, Joe. I do not, sadly. Oh, my word, Joe. You've <laughs> got to get out more. Dude, he was homeschooling. <laughs>
What do you like to put your maple syrup on? I'd say definitely waffles. I mean, pancakes, <laughs> bacon, sausage. Did I already ask this question? Eggs, <laughs> my tongue. <laughs> Who doesn't want to celebrate Festivus with a pole? I don't know how much that's going to be used. Probably none, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. <laughs>